Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction, the one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. You started doing like the stuff in the alt comedy clubs. And oh then is that where you met your all your friends that you're yes. Yes. so is yes. that where you met David Cross? Yes. I met him in LA. I'm I actually met um I saw Patton in San Francisco, but we weren't friendly until I'm trying to think of who else I saw in San Francisco. I saw Greg Barrett, Blaine Capatch, um Oh, I remember named. when these guys started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ron Lynch, I met in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it was, I, I want to say it was Blaine who was like, we're doing shows in LA. And I was like, okay. And I was done with college as far as I knew. I went to the graduation. I don't think I ever completed. Um, and I got into your a car come? and drove. What's that? Did your parents come? Uh, I think they did. Oh, that's it so was, cute. Yeah. Okay. That is cute. Yeah, I love that. It was weird though. There's certain sections a lot of my life where I'm just like underwater. I'm just. Like, I'm the same I way. Know. And I people come up to me and they're like, "Remember when we went to this concert and we didn't have the tickets?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I just uh, got reacquainted with an ex-boyfriend of mine. And at first it was really charming because like our memories are totally different and mine is terrible. But then he started going to remember this, remember this. And then later he's on the phone and he's like, well, you mean I, I remember like he was using it to say, I love like you. He's better. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's how I know you don't love. Well, me. I remember. So I'm <laughs> like, well, this isn't going to work. Right. So, so you're starting to hang out with these, all these cool people. Yeah. And do you feel like, okay, finally I'm in a yes. group. Okay. And the then. That's all I wanted to do was these alt shows. That's all right. I wanted to do. And so how did you, did you get on, you were on uh, the, whatchamacallit, the uh, Bob and uh, what the fuck it's called, Mr. Show. Yes. Yeah. Right. Did you get on because you were d- dating David or? Well, I got fired because I broke up. I know him. that because you broke but up. I got on. I mean, yes, yes and no. I think it's because I was funny and they liked me and I was around and they, it, I don't think it was him talking me in. I think I was sort of a fixture with all right. these guys. Right. And I did some of the live shows that they were developing. And I think I sort of stuck out in that way. Not like I was a mascot, but they had Jill Talley who had real the chops of the improv. And right. I think I just brought some kind of like, hey, I'm a wacky. I think I right, right. Certain... You weren't going by the rules. Like you yeah. were like going with the flow. Yeah. So... For whatever reason, they 
you know, I think it was, I don't even know if it was a, uh, both of them. I, I don't, I don't even know how that happened. I, I just, all I remember is like hanging out and then just being a part of it and sort of being and a part of it. And were you group. like, Oh my God, I'm on a television show. Like, did you, Oh, I lost my mind. Like I was giddy. Just right. like I was just, I just wanted to be around them. Right. And like looking back on it, there was nothing for me, really. It was right, all right, about right. them. It was just like these token parts, but I was like, oh, and, and like so nervous, <laughs> like for my little parts, right. so, so nervous right, and right. so excited just to be there, like beyond, like over the moon. Oh, I, I, I like that. It's that's like when I did All American Girl and I got on that, you know, and I got there and they had a director's chair with my name on it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm calling, I'm, you know, I'm calling, I'm calling my agent. I'm calling my mother. I'm like, oh my God, I'm direct. You know, like I was free, you know, and everyone else is like, you know, cool. And it, like, I told this story the other day too, uh, on an, on a previous podcast that when I taped my HBO special with Janine, she, they gave us a watch. HBO gave us a, a, a Swiss army watch. And I was like, Oh my God, I got a Swiss arm. I still have it. She had the swag bag. We had these swag bags and she was like, oh, just, I don't need it. Just take it. Every, she was like giving everything away. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm cherishing this for the rest of my, like, I'm such a fucking nerd. So you got fired because you guys broke up. Yeah. That is like, that's a hashtag me too. Yeah. I, I just now, I would say within the past year or two is the first time where I had that thought of like, oh, I mean, I knew it was wrong at the time, but I, it, I didn't question it. And now I'm only, I'm only now looking back and going like, that's, you can't do that. Right. That's a job. Like there should have been some protocol of like calling, but it wasn't like that because it was their show. Nobody cared at the network if oh, I was there right. or not. Like, what am right. I going to call Brillstein Gray and be like, hey, like no right. one gave an F. And all of those people, and it, it's only now that I'm sorting through the pain of that. I almost was like, well, I deserve it for breaking his heart. I mean, I didn't, but it's almost like I acted like, well, I'm shunned and nobody likes me. And I guess I'm not funny anymore and no one will talk to me. And he's doing, I, because at the time I broke up with him because and to go out with another guy. And I did that thing that you do when you're in your twenties, like you overlap and you right. just feel like I fell in love with another guy. I broke his heart. And, and it's almost like but that was my dick. penance. That was my punishment. But, but like, it's such a dick thing to do. It's, it's such, such a, a dick, dick That's thing your to do. fucking power. And it's so hashtag, it's fucking awful. And he played this card of like, I'm in so much pain, you know? Like she hurt me and everyone around him just folded into that idea of it. No one ever, never picked up the phone, called me. I never had a conversation so with all anyone. Those, all those people, did they all take his, I mean, I'm sure they took oh, his yeah. side because he's got the fucking yes. TV show. 1000%. They just went on like without me as if I wasn't even, never even existed. So awful. It's so awful. It's so, so. So painful. So you go with the new guy. Yeah. Um, but of course I was in the whirlwind of like the new guy. So I was like, oh, I, I have care. this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you feel so it painful. in your career? I mean, or were you, you're moving on because you did Larry Sanders. Yeah. 
I mean, were you, did you get a job right after? Or was there yeah. a period of, like, were you going, like, at this point, are you able to go to the clubs and do your shit? Or are they all there like, eh? like, was no, it? No, they all acted like it didn't happen. Like, I did a thing with them recently. And again, because so much time has passed, I have like a total affection for all those guys. But we were on this Zoom and I was like, I had this memory like you do when you've had enough time and space where I was right. like, huh. I still feel the pain. I'm like, huh, right, that's yeah, like yeah. totally unresolved. And we right, never right. talked about that. Like, so interesting. And then Bob said something to me, like, and I could, and it was like a nothing moment, but he said it for the, like, he made a reference to me as like Chloe from 24 and like moving on. I don't even remember what it was, but it right. was something where I was like, hey, like, I'm a person. Like, right. you know me. I don't know. For whatever reason, it like rubbed me. Like, oh, you're just going to refer to me as, like, my credit? Right, because like, that's we have you... all this history together. Right, right, right. Because um, now he can use that to bolster himself up, sort of, you know? I, I, I don't know. I maybe. I don't know. Like, I, if you had never gotten a job again, would you even right. be on that Zoom? No. Right. It's like, oh, all right, you you made it. You you're did a part it of it. it. Yeah. yeah, you you actually were a part of this. Right, right, right. Fuck you, you fuck fucks. I fucking fuck. Um, so you then do the Larry Sanders show. You play Mary Lou. Yes. Such a great show. And you know what? In light of what we were just saying, I, I did okay work-wise. It wasn't with that group, but I wasn't really inside their writer's room or anything. And, right. and the, the, there was a, it ended up fine, you know, because the Janine, I replaced her and my manager right. pitched me as the replacement for her. And it, and it, that worked really well. And that was right. definitely like an amazing dream come true. So I, you know, I have no complaints in terms of, I was as, you know, even more blown away by being able to step onto that set, you know? Right. And then what about, um, how did you meet Karen Kilgariff, who I love? She's amazing. Um, through that same group, actually around that same time, we were all in the same group in LA, just doing shows together, parties, shows, house parties. When you, um, when you started, then, you know, you're getting on TV, you're success. Like, were you ever like, oh my God, I'm like, you know, you get on 24. I mean, fucking unbelievable. Unreal. Are you, do you pinch yourself? Do you think? Yes. It wasn't until know? a solid three years into it that I was like, oh, I guess this is what I do now. Like every day of that three years, I was like, what? A, really? Like I get to do this? I mean, so I love that because there's so many people who are like turn into Kunto, fuckface, entitled, I deserve this bullshit, and I hate that. So you you were working with you did Girls Guitar Club with Karen, right? Yes. You were. Um, I I I heard somewhere that you straddled. You were on stage and you straddled a guy in the audience. Oh yeah, probably. Okay. Um, so you're doing all this, but then when did you get, like, did you go into the regular comedy club? I mean, because you're like a name and you, they probably are like, you know, you know, they are, they're like, oh, she's on a TV show. She can work here any fucking time. But I had a guy at the Laugh Factory. This was a good seven, eight years ago when I was getting back into actual clubs. Look at me. I didn't even know him and go, right. why are you here? 
Is it a comic? Yeah, and I don't remember who it was. He, he knew who I was, though. Why are you here? What does that mean? Even more so from someone that I didn't know because it right. was, well, one of my peers wouldn't do that right. because they would. I had a girl, successful comedy store. This was three years ago. Say to me, yeah, I remember standing at the back of the room and I was like, hmm, what is, we'll see what she does. But I've been around so long that I was like, I would, I was, I came to the comedy store in 94. Now, I mean, and everyone has their own trajectory and their right. is what age they are, but it was very interesting. And she sort of came clean on a podcast and revealed to me like that complete judgment from the back of the room. And, you know, I had done so much, so much alt and it was like, so I loved it so much and it was really what, what was what I lived for. But then I was successful with acting, which was amazing. I never really gave it up. I just did like a storytelling show. Right. You know what I mean? And then I got to the point where I was like, all right, either you're going to give this up or you're going to dig in a little bit more. And it was at that time, I would say about seven, eight years ago where I started doing clubs proper, which I always felt was like a little chink for me because I was so out of my mind, like social, socially and just right. self-esteem. Back then, I was just talking to Kate Flannery about this. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She's the best. But back then it was like, everyone's writing their sketch packets. And I didn't even know. I was like, what's that? Like, I right. I didn't know to write a joke. I just knew I was like taking my essence and throwing it out on stage. Right. Like I would get laughs and there would certainly be things right. I would repeat, but I was on this tightrope of whatever. That was, that was just the way I did it. It was very experimental. So it was only when I became a full grown adult that I realized the actual work of it and, and, and the, the, you know, the equation of it. Yeah. Yeah. The the craft of it, the equation and, and, you know, this clubs way after the fact, and I kind of did have no business, but like way after the fact, I'm like, I'm going to do a weekend. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It was the weirdest. Like I did side splitters, Tampa, probably. Oh, I fucking hate girl. I, first of all, this is what a mind warp it was because I had gone back and done it again and right. sold maybe half the tickets. But when I first went on the road proper, 24 was just going off the air. So right. I cracked the place. Of course. Yeah. And what his name was like, to have you. And yeah. he made, he did this gaffe where he goes, I'm actually going to pay you all your money. Or he did something with me where he was like, I'm going to pay you. Like, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I just sold out to the back of the walls. And I remember the energy of like my middle and my, and my host, uh, and uh, they come off. They're like, that audience is really weird because they're just sitting at home watching TV. Hey everyone, you know, One of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. 
They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, Keto. I just did Chef's Choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing. And so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to factormeals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold 50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold 50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. Did you feel intimidated in those? Like, because I still. Absolutely. Yeah. I walk in a theater, a black box theater or a cabaret, and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. I still, when I walk in a comedy club and it's like 350 people, I'm just like, I just want to throw up. I want to throw up. Okay. This is like stunning to me because I feel like, again, my image of you, of knowing who you are, knowing your name is that you're like the champ of, like you've done. But I I do it and I do well, but it's like. You get scared? I I get, I get like, I can't wait till it's over. Do you know what I mean? Because here's the thing. When I go to a a theater, I know what to expect. I know that they're listening, that they're like, people always are like, oh, what's the difference between doing theater and doing stand-up? It's like, you know, in a theater, you have to keep their attention. In a stand-up room, you have to get their attention. And it's like, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight anymore with, you know, checks and wait staff and getting up and going to the bathroom and like, oh, I got a free ticket from a radio station. Like I want, I just don't want it like that kind of stuff. I'm just, I'm done with that. I can do it. I mean, I've been doing this since 1981. Like I, I started when I was 19. Like I just, but I don't want that any I feel like I don't want that anymore I want to be able so to so that like I, that is really crazy to me that that nugget of that feeling of those clubs never changed with all your experience and you're kind of dominating that that those types of venues that you still it never because goes away there was always a certain element that wasn't there to see me or that you know, saw me in one thing and thought, oh, you know, like, it's yeah, like yeah, you, like they call over. you on 24 and they're like, oh, I wonder, oh, I'm going to, you know, 
I don't know. I would do theater. I would do an off-Broadway show, like, for three years or whatever. You know, a one-person show in a theater. And I'd be like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing experience. You know, and I'd travel with it. And then I'd go back to the clubs, and it was just like, I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to... It really is like combat sometimes, except in there's certain clubs that it's not like that. But yes. those chain clubs, yes, like side splitters and yes. and improvs and all, yes. you know, like they're just people don't realize they are businesses and they have a list of comics that they use and they will. Just, yeah, a, it just doesn't matter. It's right. And they'll set aside a comic for a comic who's on TV or a comic who has a lot of YouTube you know, followers, you know, they'll, they'd rather have a, a full room than a great show. You know what yeah. I mean? They don't curate the show. Like there were so many times, and I don't know if this because I'm a woman that I would get to a club on the road and they would purposely, you know, uh, put, make it more difficult for me because I was a headliner and the, you know, they put on some fucking filthy local guy to make it like, oh, you think you're so fun. It was, it was not all peaches and cream. It was, I can do this because I have worked my ass off, but, you know, don't don't book me so you can jerk off in the back of the room because, like, oh, I made it hard for her to follow the, you know what I mean? It's it's happened, like, a music act. You know, they put a- I mean, don't you think what you're describing, the bigger picture, is, like, a break having to break through like you're at the forefront of having to break through the system but at the end of the day the system is faulty right it is i yeah. think it is i mean now i can go where i want to go and a lot of those places are like no you're too old i don't know i don't you know i mean look no one my audience is not going to come to a Friday late show. Like that's the other thing. There were shows that I would never do. Like I, I no, my audience is not coming on Friday at eleven o'clock. It's your fucking local. Like, oh, uh, my friend, my buddy, my buddy's a bartender at a comic book. But you know what I I did? Like the staff would always laugh, and that's how I knew I was funny because they've heard everything. You know what I mean? So. Are you still at the comedy store? Yes. I mean, right before COVID. I loved Mitzi. She was so good. I never met her. I never met her. I I was like I so alty. I never. She would have loved you. Really? My fear, my, my issues is I'm like, she would have dismissed me as like. Alty, oh, no. Like underdeveloped. Uh, no, she, you know, I don't know. She gave me when I got there in 92. Oh my God. I wish I was there, like seeing you there. Oh my God. She gave me the belly room on Friday nights at eight o'clock. Oh my God. It was, was, she made me, she gave me a fucking space for me to go do whatever the fuck I wanted to do. She, I loved her. I wish I was there. And Paulie's such a fucking dick and a half. Um, oh, Bitsy, Paulie, blah, 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 blah. Any juice we mentioned. So, all right. So I have to, since I am a proud member of the LGBTQRSTUV XYZ community. So you are known as a bi. Yeah. Now, (laughs) that face. Do you, um. I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like the label, but. Yeah. But I support, but I support it. Like I, if. if Like, so. Also because of my age and it's like. 
So is it that you, I'm always, I'm so curious about, cause I'm such a less. I'm, I'm like curious Kinsey. about it too, man. I'm a Kinsey six. Like I, I mean, I love men. I'm not like that kind of lesy where it's like, Oh, I, I love my father. I love my sons. You know, I love God. I have so many straight guy friends. I just don't want that thing near me. Like I don't, it grosses me out. Like it's an unnatural thing. So when you're bi, right. Yeah. It's sort of like, I mean, I know there's the I'm because of my age and my generation and I'm not, I haven't, I mean, I've explored it, but I don't like, I need to talk about it more than I have or I do, but I'm, I mostly am like, eh, I don't even want to think about it, but go on. But what, would you be open to having a relationship with a woman? I have a fantasy that I'm going to be like Meredith Baxter Bernie and I'm going to be a woman. She's the best. She's the I'm best. I'm going to cry right now. I have a, de- a like a secret fantasy that I'm like, maybe that'll be me one day. But the thing that scares me is that I've never, my most substantial relationship with a woman was very emotionally ugly, like not good. And so what scares me about me is that I don't know how, like, I'm fascinated, not to the point of actually investigating it with any, but, like, the thought of how women are women together, because I also am perfectly happy, like, in my uh, marriage that just ended straight, the straightest guy, I loved him, and I was like, yep, I'm down for this, and I never didn't want that version of him. And with the woman that I was with, the most substantial relationship, it was such a like fiery and there were so many issues where like she wouldn't let me please her. But then I would, but then I would get scared of just my own sexuality, like the build of it. And like how you, I, I I never was in a healthy territory. Right. So my fear would be like, can I, would I be able to sustain a relationship with a woman? And I think that maybe speaks to like the buy of it. It's also the constraints that, you know, you didn't have, maybe you just met the, the wrong woman. You know and that's I mean? and that's what I don't know. And because like, if it was a guy, you'd be like, "Oh, okay." Right. Like, how much of that is a society, like a pattern? Right. Where I'm like, yeah, I just get through this part of it, but I'm right. still really into this person. Right. It's just, I know, it is interesting because I always say, "God, it would have been so much if I was could be straight." Because I am sort of like don't want to like, I'm so guyish in a way. And everyone can scream at me and write me letters and gender and sis and fucking whatever. But I am like, I don't want to talk about the problems all the time. I want to, I'm like, okay, yes, I'm sorry. Like I used to do this joke about how I'd go to therapy with my ex. And it was like, it's like she would cry and I would apologize. Like that was the entire (laughs) therapy session. (laughs) And I'd be like, okay, yeah, uh, yep, I did do that. Sorry, sorry. And like looking at my watch, like, okay, yeah, I'm horrible. Yep, okay, let's go. Um, what does that mean? Break that down for me. Are but you it was just your... like the guy who didn't want to talk, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, can we just move on? But it, I have to tell you as a les, it's the person. It's just the person. And you're, yeah. you know, you're either attracted to them or not. And yeah, I mean, except for me, I don't want that thing. I like, ugh. 
Yeah. But you don't feel like I have so many lezzy friends who are like, no, I don't mind the penis. Then I'm like, you're, then you're kind of biased, you know? Because I really, I don't know, having sex with a guy, I felt violated. Isn't that weird? And he was a very nice guy, but I felt, it felt unnatural. But yeah, that is weird. That's- yeah. I, I mean, at this point, like I would say right now for me, because I'm divorced a year, the thought, of, the thought of any of it, I'm just right. like, ugh. If I think of a penis or a vagina, I'm like, yeah, it's just socially not- distance. Yeah. I'm good. I just want to be with myself. <laughs> like, stay away. You know I love my liquid IV that I drink liquid IV pretty much every day. And I love it because it keeps me hydrated. I travel with it because it's in little packets. It tastes great. It's an amazing product. It hydrates better than water alone, three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, eight vitamins and nutrients, non-GMO. But here's the best part. You know I've been bragging about Ben, my son Ben, who plays basketball, his team, his entire team, they love Liquid IV. I mean, they are number four in the nation. They are an amazing team. They've done better than ever this year. Dare I say it's because of the Liquid IV? I'm not going to say for sure, but I'm telling you, these athletes love Liquid IV. They love all the flavors, strawberry, lemonade. I love the watermelon. I never give them any of my watermelon. They have sugar-free, white peach, green grape, lemon lime. It makes you feel great. And if you need a little caffeine, the the, uh, lemon ginger is beyond beyond. And I know they use it while they're working out. I'm pretty sure they might use it after a game that they won and went out and had, you know, a couple of drinky poos. But that being said, I love Liquid IV. They're a great sponsor. They're a great product. And I honestly couldn't live without them. And it's winter still. You need to be hydrated. Hydration is very important. So weekends are for going wild, as you all know. Have a game plan for Monday. That's what you need. I just had this conversation with Ben's girlfriend. I said, if you're going to go out and party, you need a game plan. And what's your game plan? Liquid IV. Weekends or for going wild, have a game plan for Monday with Liquid IV. Grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Superior Hydration today using promo code JUDYGOLD, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D, at liquidiv.com. You're welcome. By the way, I thank you for doing this because you're a delight and you're funny. You are. No, so you are. And I want to work with, I want to do a show. Like I wish, yeah. Oh I, my God, let's do a show yeah. in a theater. How fun. How fucking great would that be? And we're not calling it like girls or fucking <laughs> shit like that. Okay. I'm not fucking doing that. Um, plus you're really cool. Plus, now, did you ever take act, like acting, like formal acting classes? No, I, I did it in high school and when I was a kid. I tried I a couple it. of times here. It's so fucking natural. Your acting is so, it's so organically, ugh. 
Hey, thanks, I think. Yes, so great. <laughs> it's called Jealousy. Um, and that you get to play different characters, like that you're not... I'm always, this is like yeah. a very healing podcast for me. Thank you it's for saying so that. You're good. right. I've had a really good, great run with it. You are, and you and you're great. You're like a good person, and you're not a fucking cunty, like entitled. And I don't know. I I'm always like, oh, let's write a part for Judy's where you know it's like, hey, I'm really tall. I'm loud. Hey, what's going on? Okay, see you guys later. Funny line. Bye. Like that's me, and I'm so sick of it. But. You get oh some really juicy parts, and it's so great, and people love you. All right. Do we have to do a show where you're like the shy, tiny. I'll girl do that. Who I'll barely that. talks? Just right. Like, I could do a little. It's so. It's so. How fun would that be? Oh my god! I love I'll be the drama. aggressive one, and yes. you'll be like, "Yeah, you you won't I'm be sorry. funny at all." You'll I'm be. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I um, love her. <laughs> okay, so I asked my guests two questions. Uh, All right, ready? Because we're very pro mental health. Because I have major anxiety. I've had a clinical depression. I'm I like, should go health. talk about my sexuality privately. I feel like I blow it on podcasts. I should go mental health talk about my sexuality because because I'm real. I, I I feel like if I speak about it, I'm about to mess up and say the wrong thing. Oh, I'm that's just that's because of this fucking society that you can't say anything anymore. But okay, um, go on. Question. You're an ally. Um, you're a B. Uh, okay. Do you, uh, what do you do for your mental health and have you ever been on antidepressants? I've never been on antidepressants. I'm kind of against it. You are? Yeah. For why? I mean, I'm on so many, but why? Because I feel like I should work my, I I feel like I should work my way out of whatever. Is it, but when you... If you yeah. have a friend who's like, I'm taking this, are you like judgy? Oh, or? God, no, no. I, okay. If it works, I'm like very happy. I, I, I had a conversation with my dad years ago where he never, this, the, the only part of that I don't like, and this is, uh, is not you. Years ago, he's like, yeah, they give me a pill and my brain's better. And I'm like, well, do you have any therapy? Like this guy doesn't talk at all. So he had that just prescribed to him as if it was, you know, Tylenol or something with no, with no discussion or or, uh, there was no uh, wholeness to it of of the whole person. That is, that's a psychopharmacologist. I mean, those are people who just say, oh, you feel like this? Here's a drug. I have been through so much fucking therapy and I had a like a very bad clinical depression. Like I couldn't even talk. It was like completely, all my bloods were weird. It was weird. So I, I know that I actually need it. And I also do other things. Like I meditate, I play the piano, like I do shit. And but- that when you're like proactive and you know, like what you're taking it for and what it's doing to you, right. like that I think is a magical thing. If you can. Yeah, but that's not, that right. I hate when that is, you know, because you have to realize when you go to a doctor like that, that's the only way they treat it. You know, if you're a, if you are a psychiatrist and they're horrible in the meet, you know, like they're, they talk to you for like five minutes. So like, and then do you feel anxious? And okay. And when you do this, do you, and it's like, okay, here, here you go. Here's a prescription. It's like, yeah, I get that. So, but it does, it helps people who have fucked up brains. Um, okay. Here's my other thing. 
Okay. I name the podcast Kill Me Now because I literally, everything pisses me off. Like I hate everyone, <laughs> but I love everyone too. Okay. So what pisses you off more than anything like makes you fucking crazy? Like you want to fucking punch someone's face. Oh out. my gosh. I'd love, I, yeah. I don't know, man. Really? Okay, that you're t- you're too. You need to get in touch with your anger. Well, here's the thing. My stand up has been a journey. Next time, next podcast, a journey in discovering my own rage. I definitely have a lot of hatred for people all the time. Okay, here's just a little one. This this isn't good, good enough. No, I, they're all they're all. It's little. just when a pedestrian tells me to go ahead and I'm in the car and they're like, oh, oh you go. I'm just like, oh, Don't you're going to fucking tell me in my car when to go? Like, fuck you. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> tell me go. That- That's a really good one. I hate that too. Or, oh, you know what I... When someone, when I'm parking and someone decides to come over and be like, oh, you're okay. It's like, I know. I know where I am. I know I'm okay. You know, like when they, they try to come over and do the like, you know, like, like you're landing like, a plane. Don't help me. Yeah. Don't it's like, me. I know how to fucking park, asshole. I don't need you fucking coming out. Like, get out of my life. I have this overzealous, like, dog groomer, and he's like, do you... Have you brushed, like he gets too much in my business and I'm right. just like, don't try to sell, sell yourself on behalf of, like, I didn't ask you, right. do, do you want teeth brush? Like, no, do the thing I asked you to do. Don't like. And it's sort of judgy, like. Yes. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Oh, under the guise of you're going to help me, like stop right. talking to me. But see, I'm the person that just like in the moment, I'll just be like, okay. Like I definitely suffer from. Right too nice, but I'm learning and, st- and stand up was a, that, that was a big psychologically for me right. early, early on in the clubs not the alt rooms, I would give over the reins. I'd be so reactive. I'd be like, right. oh, what, what do you think about that? Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> I went to get my car, the oil change. Right. And the guy comes out, he's really, he's just like, the, the stomach is over the belt. And, you know, he's wearing a mask. Everyone's masked here and everything. And he has these two air filters, right? And he goes, and I just needed an oil change. And he's like, uh, the uh, dashboard said that you have problem B127, and that means the air filters. And the air filter was white. It was white. It wasn't, and I go, and he's like, and he's showing me, and I go, he says, so it needs the air. And I was like, okay. Like, I just said, okay. And I, and then I get home, $150, right? <gasps> I get home and I call Elisa and she's like, I took it in in March and the they changed the air. And I was like, it was white. It was fucking white. And I was just like, you know, and they act like, I'm going to help you out. I'm really helping you out. So, but can oh, you uh, use your eyes and look at the thing? And I was thinking it looked uh. clean, but he and he showed it to me, and it was like this thing where he was since he was showing it to me, 
uh, he was proving that, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, I guess it's supposed to, it was so, and I'm like, I hate myself. And now I want to call him and go, you know what? I looked on my last thing and I had him done three months ago. And fuck yeah. you. But I, you know. Oh, I'll tell I, you one, one more right. thing. It's not an annoy. It's actually, you just reminded me. It's probably is my own behavior. This guy, this, I think this shows me as a psycho, quite honestly. Cause you know how like the little things in COVID, yeah. like the trip to the pet store. So I'm yeah. like, oh, this is luxurious. And I'm like, the guy, really good salesman starts like upselling me. Oh, did you try, you should try wet food. My fucking cat does not eat wet food. <laughs> like the cats need more water. Like they actually don't get enough water. And I'm like, oh really? And like, he really cares and he's engaging right. with me. He's like, well, you should get your cat like a fountain. I was like, great. And I love, like, I just was like, oh, he's helping me. I'm a, got something right. special for my cat. My fucking cat is a maniac. He's huge. I got him in the divorce. Ceramic fountain with two pieces. He's looking at it. He's stalking it. I'm like, he just needs to get used to it. He's going to love it. It's a cat fountain. He knocks it off like, fuck you, fountain. And I was like, <laughs> I go to take it back. I know I'm in the wrong. but And this I'm proud of myself because I'm expressing right. rage, even though I know I'm in the right. wrong. And I get there and I'm like, hey, I need to return this. And he goes, oh, we can't. Like, it's COVID times. We can't return it. And I go, why don't you just throw it in the fucking trash then? I go, you sold this to me. This doesn't work for me. Like, I want my money back. He goes, no, you can't. And I go, just throw it in the trash then. And I left it there and I walked out. And I, <laughs> I felt really great. And I never do shit like that. I felt right. really great. And then I was like, whoa, that was crazy. But I feel fantastic. And then like four minutes later, I was yeah. like, so bummed I was like so shamed I was like right. how you left that perfectly good you could have given it to somebody you could have given it to the shelter like you fucking idiot like why did you oh nice stand you were making because I felt That's like so, so helpless I was like okay I'm COVID crazy right. but also like I need to express my rage because I don't right. really but oh then, my god, that's will you be going to that pet score store again no I avoid it now right <laughs> all right Whoops. well I can't thank you enough. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, you're a delight. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. You have many, you know, you have a lot of followers. Uh, I'm enjoying my Instagram. I do a news show. It's uh, Marilyn Rice Cub, my entire name on Instagram. I just got retweeted by Stephen King yesterday. I had a, no, you I had fucking a, did not. I had a viral tweet, like almost 80,000. 80, That's insane. I had a viral tweet. Oh my God. Exciting, right? But it's a clip from my news show from IG. And I think that that's why, because he retweeted it. He likes me from 24, from years ago. He's a Chloe fan. Oh my God. I'm so excited for you. Isn't that great? Yeah, it was nice. It's nice. Um, Okay. And spell your name so everyone knows how to fucking spell it. Mary Lynn, M-A-R-Y-L-Y-N-N, last name R-A-J, it sucks, S. K-U-B, Rice Cub. Rice Cub, but no one says it correctly. No. Yeah. I, I wrote it. Changed I wrote it. Had I known I was going to get into this business, I would have yeah. changed it. Yeah, whatever. Judy Gold, baby. Thank you. Great name. You're great I know, name. and it's my real one. I cannot. You're the, you're the greatest. I love you. I love talking to you. I love and you. I hope, Thanks like, for having me. Oh, my God. Let's do a show together after COVID hilarious you're right? the soft one and i'm the aggressive one yes i'll do it i'll do any sketch where i'm i am like 
Or we could just make it easy and do stories and share a bill and go easy breezy. Yeah, we could do that. Or we could do a little video where I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> really funny. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with Mary Lynn Rice Cub. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. It helps more people find this amazing podcast. Five stars only, please. And speaking of five stars only, you can get my book, Yes, I Can Say That, When They Come for the Comedians, We're All in Trouble, anywhere you get books, even an audiobook by me with my annoying voice. It's out there. There have been some haters who have been giving me one-star reviews on Amazon. So if you go there and write five-star reviews, that will undo the harm to my ego of the one-star reviews that have literally, like, there's, you know, it's it, it's either one-star or five-star. That's how good my book is. I got, I got uh, mentioned in the New and Notable uh, for New York Times, and it's just been an, a wild ride, and I would love for you guys to read it. Yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. So it would really mean a lot to me if you would check it out. Also, make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram for all upcoming virtual events, shows, dates, at Judy Gold, you know, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D, because I'm a Jew, and I'm... I'm made of gold. So uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you're all safe and well. And as we always say, so long. And uh, everything was wonderful. I'll see you soon. Thank you for the visit. So long.